Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Yesterday you heard me say that I I wasn't quite sure if the legislation that the Notley government introduced yesterday to restrict oil exports to B.C. was the best thing. I, I thought that after Sunday's meeting... It was an opportunity for our prime minister to be prime ministerial and say that here, this is what we're going to do. Bill Morneau is going to work with Kinder Morgan on some financial arrangement. It is out of the hands of the province and in the hands where I think it should be dealt with in Ottawa. I want to bring in Dwayne Bratt, Professor of Political Science, Chair, Department of Economics, Justice, Policy Studies at MRU. Professor Bratt, thanks for joining us today. Good afternoon. Am I off my rocker? Is this what our province should be doing, introducing this legislation? I don't think so. I'm not uh, a lawyer, um, uh, but I'm not sure it's entirely legal. Uh, And even if it is legal, I think it is a huge government uh, overreach. I think it gives tremendous arbitrary power to the to the Minister of Energy, and I'm worried about sort of the, the precedent uh, that this sets. Having said that, you know, uh, I think it's going to be very popular because Albertans are hurting and they really want to lash out and, and hurt BC, but I'm not sure that this is the, the right way of doing it. You're not a lawyer, but you are a political science professor, and that's why I'm glad you said it's popular. So the cynic in me is sees this as something that Rachel Notley has to keep going after because I think when Albertans, who may not be NDP supporters, they do like the fact that our premier seems to be standing up against BC. So ultimately, it comes down to politics, does it? Oh, without a doubt. That's why this is in here. But... If you read through the legislation, they're giving the minister the power to stop exports or even the way that we export things based on uh, do we have pipeline capacity and rail capacity. Then the second clause is are we dealing with dwindling supplies? And the third is anything else the minister deems relevant. Yeah. (laughs) You know, that's a pretty broad measure. So you can imagine if the NDP had brought this in not to punish BC but let's say we don't want to export stuff we want to build a refinery in Alberta Mm. which is what they used to talk about in opposition what would be the response of the public there or we don't want to uh, export bitumen we think we need to leave it in the ground would the people that are cheering on this policy go yeah that's the right thing to do Well, and in the next hour, I'm going to talk with uh, someone from the Alberta Federation of Agriculture, because I think whenever we have this kind of legislation, we think, oh, that's great. Let's see what happens with the oil and refined products. But it sounds like then they'd be putting it on rail to slow down the process. Well, we know what our grain growers and producers have been dealing with when it comes to lack of rail cars to be able to get their product to market as well. So I think sometimes in trying to solve one problem, you're creating another problem. Well, and they they even said, you know, when Rachel Notley had her press conference, says, we hope we don't have to use this, or we plan not to use this. So is this something that they knowingly know uh, is illegal or uh, unwise, but...
but they're being put into a, a box. And I'm not worried about the, uh, the, you know, the lawsuits from BC, which you know emerged very quickly. It would be from an oil um, uh, producer, producer within Alberta. Mm-hmm. Because their suddenly their product isn't getting to market, or yeah, it's been and, delayed. And to tell them, say, sorry, you have to ship this by rail mm-hmm. instead of pipe, mm-hmm. is going to increase their costs, uh, increase their delays. And, and you're absolutely right about the grain farmers going, well, how are we going to get our products uh, to to market? And then today, I'm, I'm hearing BC's Attorney General is calling the Alberta pipeline legislation a bluff. So even well, BC when, is saying... When you have the press conference and you say, we plan on, we hope we don't have to do this, you know, is is that a, a, a bluff? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we're really in a game of, of chicken right now. Um, and the, the summit last Sunday doesn't seem to have uh, have solved that. At the end of the day, really, this is a dispute between... Ottawa in BC, yeah. not Alberta anymore. Mm-hmm. The, the, the federal government has approved the project. The federal government, uh, it's gone through the regulatory process. It's up to the federal government to ensure that this gets done. Uh, Alberta's more of an intervener here. Well, and that's why I said, at least after the Sunday meeting, uh, you know, I, I feel Prime Minister Trudeau has to use stronger words. But that aside, he did say that Bill Morneau is going to work with Kinder Morgan in order to maybe assure investors that this pipeline will get done. So I thought, all right, at least it's being dealt with with Ottawa. Now Rachel Notley can take a back seat. But that's not what a politician wants to do. She's already committed to doing so. She is being pushed hard uh, by Jason Kenney and and the opposition. Again, it just boggles my mind that a conservative party wants greater government control over the oil and gas sector in this province. (laughs) Well, there's a lot of things that aren't making sense right now in the political world, Duane. Yes, I'm aware (laughs) of that. We only have to look at our NDP uh, government here. Uh, Here's the other thing. What would you like to have seen come out of the Sunday meeting? Did you think more had to come out of it? I think more had to come out of it. I mean, we, the, the, the specifics that came out is that they're going to be negotiated with, with Kinder Morgan about some sort of financial arrangement, whether that's buying a stake in it or providing insurance or loan guarantees mm-hmm. and the promise of legislation. We have no idea what's in that legislation, though, um, to ensure that this is being done. Um, this has gone. Uh, the, the only thing that I was glad about the summit is a it was good to have all three people in the same room at the same time mm-hmm. uh, and the second is now we're finally getting a sense of urgency here the urgency has been out west for months now uh, probably going back to the BC election last uh, June uh, but now it appears that the federal government has realized wait a minute this is a really big thing and that this affects more than just two very large provinces this has constitutional barriers on the entire country. Sense of urgency, but then our Prime Minister said, okay, I've done that meeting, now I'm going to continue on with my um, t- trip to, where is he now? Is he in Paris? Uh, he's in Paris. Yeah, yeah, Paris. He, I mean, these, these aren't photo ops. I mean, he did give a speech to the, uh, the, the National Assembly of, of France, the first Canadian Prime Minister to, to do so. Uh, I don't think he needed to cancel the trip. I think this was a, a good compromise. And, and at the end of the day, it's about Bill Morneau and, and Jim Carr uh, and, and Catherine McKenna, his ministers, getting this deal through. Uh, not 
doing the heavy lifting by Trudeau himself. Well, we'll see what happens between now and May 31st. Uh, Dwayne, thanks so much for this. Okay, we'll talk, Angela. You bet. Dwayne Bratt, Professor of Political Science and Chair, Department of Economics, Justice, Policy Studies at MRU. It's 417.